Hey there, welcome back to the virtual cafe for another coffee combo about finances. I'm your host Kerry Zab, and I'm inviting you to join me at my table with your favourite brew. So let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go. It's coffee time. Today's conversation is all about who can you trust with your business finances. And let me tell you, there's a few people in today's episode because this was a conversation. And this is what I love, talking about the business finances, stepping us through all of the things that can be thrown our way when operating our small business. Who can you trust with your money? Oh dear, it's a big one. It's a really big one. I've got big issues with this as well, like beyond beyond big, it's just ridiculous. And, and I'll, I'll pull out my milk crate and have a little moment. The care, the, the attention to detail, the, you know, all the, the little pieces, the communication, like you said, Kim, is, is a huge aspect as well, because I don't know, like, I, you know, I think back to when I had my business and I think, you know, it was, it was, it was a disaster. It was, it was an absolute mess, but I kind of think, you know, if I had have known then what I know now, and I'm not saying me as the human being in the in the DIY of the numbers space, but if I had have realised that there was help available, and and had someone to reach out to to help me, you know, manage the the money space, um, it just could have been so different. Unfortunately, I, I just see it too often. A realm of of people out there that are claiming to be able to assist and, and claiming to be able to do all the things because, you know, maybe they did a course, you know, and, and it's like anything, you know, you go to school to be a psychologist, that does not give you the experience of sitting across the office from someone that needs your help. And same when I did my course to, to understand the numbers, but it, you know, there's been so much experience to go with that. It's not just about doing the course, it's actually getting in there and doing the job and learning the, those little intricacies that we find in every industry. This is, this is every single industry. It's not just finances that this applies to. And we all, we all know it and we've all experienced something like this where, you know, yes, you could have a college degree, you could have some kind of a certificate, but the experience that you get from actually doing these things is, is far different. It's it's the, the you know the street smarts that that we pick up as humans in every industry that makes us amazing humans and and makes us fantastic in in our chosen field. It's not necessarily the the certificate on the wall or the degree that you know that people can frame and and put in behind the glass. A lot of the time, it is the human behind it. It's the human that actually. And I'm going to say it, Kim, it's the human that actually gives a shit about it to actually, you know, bring their passion to the table and make sure that things are done correctly. Maybe sometimes thinking outside the square, you know, little things like that can come into play for people to actually help us in the right capacity to get where, get where we need to go and, and help us on our journey. So anyway, I'm just going to pack away my milk crate for a minute, Kim. <laughs> I've got 
I've got a few issues today. I've got an issue with the word expert because if anyone ever claims to be the expert of something, I just, I just can't, I just can't, I can't even get on board with it because I'm not, I'm not an expert. I will never be an expert, you know. I'm on the journey like everybody else. I'm still finding things that I'm learning and, you know, not just with finances, but all of business, all of life, you know, we're all in it together and, and we all keep learning forever. So just that word expert is, yep, use it. Yeah, if anyone actually proclaimed to be an expert, my little my little spidey senses would go off in a, in a bit of a tantrum, I think. <laughs> so I want to add a little bit more spicy, Carrie. Can I add a little bit more? I, I gave you permission, Kim, so I don't think I've got a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something that I don't know what to call it. Like, I don't have a word yet. I'll have to, like, make up one because I, I haven't found one yet. But it's when someone has read a book, like you said, or gotten certified in something or has a degree, but they have no working knowledge of it. They have no experience and they they are all knowed up is what I call this part of what I'm going to talk about. They know everything, so there's no way they can learn anything else. I think when you find someone who is like an accountant or a bookkeeper or someone, especially with your finances, I think, and they have that attitude of they know everything and they're not listening to you. They're not letting you ask questions. They're sitting um, on their throne, kind of. I'm going to say that's a really great sign you need to run. You need to go somewhere where someone will listen and have the ability to explain something to you and you know it's kind of like tech stuff a lot of times techies will talk in a language of their own and it's really hard to communicate with you know mere mortals again but i look at this in the same way for the financial arena a lot of times accountants will do this and i'm sad because They'll get all knowed up. They won't listen to the problem. And then they lead you astray because they're not really giving you advice based on what you just asked them. They're giving you that pat answer they learned in a book somewhere. And I don't know about you, Carrie, but I have never in all my years of doing business found that a, you know, a pat answer works. Well, Kim, I have to piggyback what you said there because I've worked with a lot of bookkeepers. I've hired bookkeepers in my business and, and I'm just going to focus on, on big bookkeepers for a moment because the biggest thing I, I've seen is, and it's like it's like anyone that goes to a, a job interview, you know, we, I've, I've hired quite a few people for a number of businesses over the years and someone that sits there, you know, very still and, and very you know, like they're not, they're almost robotic, I guess is, is where I'm going with this. Yeah, you're, it, it's, it's very, there's this front, there's this, you know, portrayal, there's this, you know, false kind of human that sits in front of us or, you know, maybe it's someone that we're working alongside or, you know, that, I, that you've hired in your business. And, ah, oh, it just, it really, it 
geez, I'm having issues today. It grinds my gears, Kim. It really does because I just find that there's so much of it out there, unfortunately, and I don't want to be negative and I had no intentions for this conversation to be in the negative space, but I have to say this out loud, that if you're, if, if you come across a bookkeeper and they are like headstrong, this is the way it's going to be done and this is what we're going to do and, and you're, you've got to make all the adjustments for this person that you're hiring. And when I say that as a small business owner, if you hire a bookkeeper and there's got to be a little bit of, you know, kind of edge to this where, yes, there are there are rules and regulations and we appreciate someone that is actually going to protect us by using those rules and regulations. But if, if your tummy tells you something's not right, if you're not getting that clear communication, you're not getting the answers to the questions, you're not sure what they're actually doing. And Kim, you said this at the start of the conversation, it's really hard when we haven't done this before if we go to hire this person, we don't potentially know what they're doing. We don't understand the systems and processes. So we've got to we've got to have our our radars up. We've got to be paying attention, but we need to follow our tummy as well. So there has to be a little bit of awareness in this space of you know potentially what can happen and little telltale signs of whether you've got the right person and whether they're actually helping you because I've seen way too many create an absolute mess that then has to be cleaned up by someone else. So it, it will cost you more money if you don't have the right person in your corner. But, but not only that, then there's the added stress and pressure that we none of us want. We went to this person to alleviate that in the first place. So anyway, I'm gonna pack away the negativity milk crate. <laughs> There's no magic pill to, you know, it, it's like everything. Can you can you throw a little like, well, I won't use the word, no, I'll find another word. Can you throw a magic pill in your house and walk out the door and five minutes later you come back in and everything's magically cleaned up? Doesn't exist. So the same thing happens with our finances. It, it's a process, it's a journey. You know, we have to get, you know, used to what it all is. We, we need to understand it more. We don't need to look at it like it's scary, but we need that base understanding of what the numbers mean. And it just doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. You guys, you know, turning up to these conversations is a fantastic start to get used to these conversations and not, not feel so icky about it. You know, likewise, joining the club, you know, being part of this community and, and hopping into these conversations, listening to other people's questions. You may not have a question that comes to mind in the in the club session but when you hear someone else's question i guarantee you you will sit there and go oh i didn't think of that at least you know a handful of times in in a session that someone else asks a question it'll it'll put it'll you know kind of spark something in your mind of something else that that relates to because something one thing that we talk about in finances can lead to something else something else and something else it's it's you know got that ripple effect across the numbers so being here, joining the club, all those spaces, the more you can consume, and it's not heavy. We spend an hour a week here on Clubhouse. We spend an, uh, two hours a month in on, on the virtual meeting of the BizBeans Club, and it's a process. You've got the opportunity to ask the questions through the club portal, 
and gain access to resources and, and just, you know, make a start. We've all got that opportunity to make a start and digest this information in a slow fashion so that we can take it all in. There's no point being overwhelmed. We're not, we're not going to university to become accountants. We're just here to get in control of our finances. So can I speak to something really quickly? Cause Linda just like outed us yet again. Oh crap, what did we do Kim? <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the accountability part because this is one thing when Linda asks about, you know, how, do, how can we trust ourselves? I cannot, let me just say this out loud, Princess Confession Friday morning. I cannot be trusted with my own money if I am not accountable in some way because I get to going so quickly, I forget to do things. And if I let it go for a while, then I don't, you know, I don't go back and remember what this was for, what I spent that money. You know, I might have the receipt for it as far as on the bank statement, but I don't remember what exactly it was six months later. And so I think if I didn't have accountability, and this was a turning point for me a very long time ago, is before accountability, I was a hot mess express as in a train wreck versus, you know, starting to get things cleaned up. And it took a, a long time. Like there's always a time factor. But when I became accountable and had some place to be accountable, that made all the difference. So Monday night, literally Carrie, so that you don't take it lightly, Linda and I did make that commitment of getting the, the simple subscriptions spreadsheet completed by the time we see you on Monday night, Tuesday morning. But that that's part of our accountability is we made ourselves accountable in that way to make sure that we did it. So I don't want you to take that lightly, Carrie. <laughs> Sometimes the laws change and we don't get updated. Our, you know, the professional that we're hiring, whether it be a bookkeeper or an accountant, they don't stay up to date with that information or they don't change their systems and processes to make allowances for that information. Something goes wrong and stuff gets broken and and as the people hiring these these, you know, professionals and I'm using air quotes we're the ones that suffer because Donna, you're now riddled with this, you know, stress feeling exactly that in your tummy, you know, a little bit kind of restless and sleepless and all that kind of stuff, because what does it mean? What's it, what's the end result, you know? And none of us want anything, you know, and, and it's not catastrophic, but we certainly don't want to trigger anything in the, you know, audit space or whatever. I guess there's a, a, a fear around audits. Um, I've seen them happen here. I don't know what they look like in the US over here. It's just a process. It's just, you know, you've got to step through the process. I would hope it's the same over there, but it's not something anyone invites. You know, that's that's another level of stress that we just don't need. It's, it's similar to, you know, if your car's playing up a little bit, you take it to the mechanic to get fixed because rather than breaking down on the side of the road, it's the same kind of principle. If something's not quite gelling, 
You know, we look for professionals to help us with these things. And same for the mechanic. You can get dodgy mechanics. You know, there's plenty of them out there. It's in every industry and it's completely, unfortunately, unavoidable other than, you know, spend some time, listen to other people, get other people's opinions, you know, what they've experienced, what they've gone through, get the recommendations 100%. And, you know, then you've got to go on this search. And the search is the painful part as well, trying to find the right professional to work with that's actually going to be in your corner and work with you, that's the biggest struggle that we face in in every industry for, for everything that we do, business and life. I've, I've worked with a number of accountants, you know, being in the financial space myself and, you know, forming relationships with accountants for my clients have accountants that I form relationships with, not to mention the ones that I've used in my business as well. There's something about someone that, you know, has to deal with the tax office and has to deal with the rules and the regulations and the numbers. I think it takes a, a, a pretty special individual to tolerate that level of stuff. Now, I play with numbers. I love spreadsheets. Give me numbers all day long, but I can have fun with it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a different breed, you know. I, I can actually have fun and, and, and make it fun. And, and challenging and like, you know, when, when I bounce out of bed in the morning and want to like, I have a client that needs a new spreadsheet, I, I, I'm excited about that. Like, and that's, that's pretty sad. That's me, that's Kerry. But when, you know, there's people out there in these professional spaces, such as accountants, I've met so many that are socially awkward um, and they might not have, you know, the human skills that, that other people do. And, and it's just a different, you know, personality, you know, like you could kind of picture them sometimes going to a party and standing in the corner by themselves because they just don't interact with other people that well. And I wonder if that's an industry thing. And again, I've seen it here. I'm not saying that, you know, translates to what you guys experience over there in the States, but I've seen that a lot. And, and perhaps it's other industries of high pressure and high laws and things that are involved that actually has that, you know, influence on their personality as well because they're dealing with this stuff all all the time. So I just want to say that out loud because I think it, you know, we need to recognise that we're, well, let's be honest, if we were all the same, the world would be boring. You know, we need different personalities in the world and we need different industries and, and professions and, you know, those that are, are going to help us, but definitely, Keep in mind there are a lot of personality traits, especially in some of those high high pressure positions that, that we come across and, and need their help, unfortunately. When you're looking for someone to help you, I mean, how are there like specific questions you can ask someone to, um, to know if they're the right fit for you to work with or to know if they're quote unquote legit? Well, Adam, that's a, a really big question in itself because there would be, you know, an endless list of questions that we can ask. But, and, and I just had this thought just moments ago, in fact, you know, based on what Donna's gone through, because this is her first experience with this accountant, sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes you can go armed with the correct questions to get the correct answers. And you might get, because Kim was mentioning this before about people that, you know, have 
these preloaded answers and these scripted responses, something that they read out of a textbook or whatever, it's it's a test. We have to, you know, you got to go with your tummy and go. Well, I've got it. I need an accountant. I've got to give someone a try. If someone comes recommended, that is always a really good place to start because the recommendation, you know, speaks volumes. If it's someone that's actually recommending them, someone that you know, let's say, but. Um, you can have all the questions, but until you actually go through the process with them and actually, you know, do a, a, a financial year with an accountant and go through a tax return and see how they interacted with you, just like what Donna's experienced, that's really going to be the full tell of, you know, whether they're going to be the right person for you to continue working with. I've seen many businesses pop from one accountant to the other sometimes four and five years in a row looking for the right people to work with. And that normally happens when someone, like when they don't have a recommendation, someone isn't recommended to them. And then I've seen other people, like other clients, hop in with a new accountant that did come recommended, that was fantastic and stayed with them for, well, still, like they're still with them now because of, you know, that recommendation was so good and they were definitely the right people to work with. So. Yes, we can have a list of questions that we can ask and, you know, hopefully give us a guide to actually get the right answers to give us little telltale signs, but we're not going to know 100% until we work with them through that duration and experience that interaction that we, that we hope to get from them to help us. So Carrie, can I point something out, please, ma'am? Yes. <laughs> Carrie says it with great hesitancy. I I think that one of the things you have to recognize, Carrie, is that's what makes it so valuable for you to speak simply to us in the club. You don't make any of us feel stupid or disrespected in any way when we don't understand something or we don't know something because it's almost like you're a financial um translator that's what i'm going to start calling you carrie i think you are translating things for us that can be really complicated and the fact that we have some place that we know we can come and talk to you and ask you questions and you know that it's not plus i'm gonna say this out loud too we also can ask you things anonymously like the the club meets together and people can be on Zoom with each other to know that they're not alone. But we also have the ability to to send you anonymous questions or private questions. And you will answer those questions without ever saying who it is or, or giving details that will, you know, share that. I cannot say how much value I find in that because it, it is something that a lot of grown-ups, including me, find embarrassing if we don't know the answer to something. And I'm not really sure why, like we shouldn't feel that way really, because all of us are that way. But I think because it's been such a taboo thing to talk about or to share that you have any kind of struggle, I think it causes everyone to be super guarded and super protective over those things. And you make that all different. 
Like it's such a different, I can't say the word that Maureen uses all the time, but that is definitely your, your difference. That's how you stand out from the pack, Carrie, is the fact that you, you absolutely do that for us. Is that the um, different, oh God, I can't say it either. The differentiator, is that the one? That's the one, (laughs) Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a tricky word, but. But thank you, Kim, for your for your kind words because that means a lot to me. I don't think about it like it's not in the forefront of my mind. To and when you when you said financial translator, I'm like, oh, I don't speak another language. Like I'm over here on mute, going, hang on a minute, I don't speak another language. But but I get it because obviously you know the numbers and the terminology and all the things. I can't talk like that because it's not to me. That's not. That's not normal. I'm, I'm not here to bombard any. I want people to succeed with their finances. I want, you know, if, if you asked me, Kim, what is my goal in, in trying to help people, I want everyone to be able to DIY their finances. So back to today's conversation of who do you trust with your money? I want you to trust you with your money, you know, because as soon as we have to go outside of us, and, and step into third party land, <clears throat> excuse me, as we've we've heard, there's there's this unknown zone, you know, there's this element, it's like it's like heading into the jungle, you know, like who wants to go through this? So if I can get more people into that DIY space so that they can understand their numbers and not rely on a third party that's potentially not going to help them. That's my goal. That's my aim. That's what I want people to be empowered to do. And it's not for everyone. There's definitely going to be people out there that just don't want to, you know, and I get that. I don't want to write words. <laughs> so I understand completely if that's just not in even in your on your radar of things. But having these conversations here on the podcast, in the club, all of the spaces will you know, it just, it's like everything. We need to take it in slowly and listen to it. And, you know, I, I need to be told things multiple times before it sinks in because, you know, sometimes it's a little bit thick upstairs, but that's that's the purpose and that's where it comes from. So the financial translator really comes from a space of, I don't want to be treated like that. Why would I treat anybody else like that? You know, to talk above people and try to bamboozle them with fancy language Oh no, no, I just, I can't, I can't even do that. So, and obviously there's another layer behind that where I can have conversations with accountants and understand what they're saying, but I'm not then going to tell the client exactly what they said. It does need to be translated because otherwise they won't understand and they're not gonna get it. I want them to get it. I want them to understand it. I, I don't need to hold the cards close to my chest. There's nothing to, there's no secrets there's no I don't want any surprises you know so I want to share as much as possible so thank you Kim for mentioning that because I had not considered myself the financial translator you're the money whisperer Carrie I like that (laughs) I look forward to the club session so much like I like it's crazy like the month can't go fast enough for me for us to get back together but we're building this together we're coming together to build this together so resources that you need join the club 
ask for the resources, questions you need answered. If I don't know the answer, I'll make it my business to find out. So there is an absolute awesome you know, crew that come together every single month and, and we're gonna work it out. We're gonna do it together because we don't want finances to be confusing. We don't want them to be overwhelming. They can be simple. And I feel like the community together and coming together in this space, particularly in the club, these conversations and the podcast, everything uniting together is what's gonna help everyone move forward with their finances. It can be calm. We can definitely have a great space for our finances. Thanks for joining me in the virtual cafe today. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, you can also leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you.